please take care of Thomas. I'll be back by Christmas. All new Saturday, November 19th. Three brothers discover a baby. What can possibly go wrong? No hands. It's just a baby. Just a baby. I think he needs a little diaper change. We may have to evacuate the store. It's the most wonderful delivery of the season. It's shaping up to be an unexpected Christmas. Three wise men and a baby. All new Saturday, November 19th at 8. Part of Countdown to Christmas. Only on Hallmark. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Stocking Stuffers, year eight. We are here today to tackle Hallmark, as you heard the trailer that I hopefully remembered to put in this episode. You hear the movie we're going to go over. But first, before we dive into Three Wise Men, we have three wise people to talk about the three wise men and the baby. And I'm the least wise of the three. But with me today, two very special guests. I am very excited to welcome over. Uh, They are podcasters and wonderful people who do many other things. From the Dark Corner Podcast and What the Future Holds, we have Brandy and Dave. Hello. Hello. Sirens, sirens. Merry Christmas. Sound effects. Yay. Uh, Brandy and Dave. You are two lovely people who I have long had wonderful internet conversations with. Mm-hmm. Um, now, first, I want to know your experience with Cozy Cardigan Christmas movies. Where does, because you watch, I know you watch them. Mm. Where well, does Dave, that come from? Was a development? Please, yes, go. Tell me Dave, not, Dave, not as much. Um, it's my mother's fault. It is mm. my mother's fault. She's the one who started this. And it actually started on Thanksgiving in 2019. Because oh. it was after everybody had eaten and we were all just kind of, uh uh-huh. So That's when the, they get you. That's when they get you. Yeah. And my mom's like, oh, new Christmas movie. And the the one that it was was the Mistletoe Inn, which right. looked like it had been filmed in Park City, which is in oh, Utah, yes. which is where we live. Uh-huh. And and it had a really atypically handsome um, male lead that I really like. And I've actually seen him in a few other things. And he's one of those people that can be kind of a chameleon. And you mm. don't realize you're like, oh, it's that guy until you see the name and it also had um one of my favorite redheads ever which is alicia witt oh yes and, uh, so i was like oh a i'm sure of the holiday season to be sure yeah and i was like she's come a long way since she played paul's little sister in dune so come yes. on you know <laughs> and i'll watch her in anything and uh, so we she's ended up watching that jazz hat squeezing art or whatever it is at the end yeah the quizots had her is that yeah, what that. you're trying to say close enough yeah i'm always intrigued by her career because she was i think like a child prodigy Mm. right she could play like that's her playing the piano in twin peaks like she was very musical she was apparently just very gifted and i think it's really interesting that she kind of like i think she lives a very happy life because Mm -hmm. she makes these movies like a few a year really easy really fast she does her own music and like probably it takes her probably very quick time to like write a christmas song and put it out there and then she just plays with her dog all day so i think she's doing it right we could all learn something from her she is doing it right and she did it she did a christmas movie i want to say two three years ago i don't know i can't remember they all kind of run together after she did one every year yeah but this (laughs) was this was the one where she uh uh, owned a record store and they were going to close all the pl- there's always some big corporation uh, trying to tear Andrew, everything down and Andrew Walker was the love interest and in that she actually plays and sings she does like instrumental right. and voice lessons on the side as well and and at the very end she does do this and I'll bet she wrote that freaking Probably. song yeah. so like, and she also looks really glorious in royal blue so um yeah. Yeah. So that, but anyway, that mistletoe in was the first one that we watched. And I'm like, ah, crap. (laughs) They got me now. They got me. Damn it. Because there's seven more movies with mistletoe in the title this year. I guess I have to watch them all. Could be a cinematic universe. I don't know. It was just, um, well, first of all, you know, I, I had to sit through commercials because my mom couldn't have sa- used a DVR to save her life. Mm, but I thought, yeah, yeah, there's a better way to do this. And that's on a DVR. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, after that, I just thought, oh, well, you know, it's it's fun. You know, there's not there's not enough Christmas movies out there that are outside <laughs> of Hallmark and Lifetime, really. 
And they're just the and same up, thing. And over, Freeform over. and Netflix and Tubi. Yeah, so many. So I just thought, well, maybe I'll watch another one. And then that was just, it was just all downhill from there. And I can't stop. Well, I love that, though, because I think that's kind of how they have designed the trap, if you will. Mm. Right. The whole idea of these movies is that they are very universal so that no matter what group of people you're with at the holidays, right, you're visiting somebody to decorate or you're having Thanksgiving dinner and you get somebody turns the TV on. Oh, it's sports. Oh, no, we're going to fight about the sports team. Oh, it's news. Oh, God, no, not the news. <laughs> oh, it's a Hallmark Christmas movie okay, what is there? There's no conflict. So there's nothing to argue about. <laughs> and they're, you know, packaged very tightly and there's nothing risque. And I always feel like that's kind of the way they were done was initially to pull people like your mother in mm. and then to pull the other people who are sort of, you know, need a background, something not to think about, but yet it's pretty, it's seasonal, it's all of that. And I think it's obviously become so much bigger than that because now these are mm. industries upon themselves. But what's What's good about sort of what I'm seeing, at least this year, is there was sort of a like sat market saturation. And now it's a couple of years into it where you're starting to allow again for people to be creative and to how come in with better ideas or new ideas and some different spins on things. And that's very much the movie today, which is a hallmark. It's the first hallmark I've watched this year. And when at first glance it when i saw the poster for it and when you you guys had picked you said have you seen this one yet i'm like no i wasn't going to watch it because it just seemed like another hallmark and i've kind of stayed away from hallmark because i haven't been that fun lately and then you watch this and like 10 minutes in i'm like oh my god this is <laughs> it's different and it's it's a rule breaker and it's really <laughs> enjoyable and it's hallmark mm -hmm. so there's so much going on there so why did you guys pick this one did you pick it before you'd watched it or had you already seen it um, well, I had already seen it, but Dave had not. We did mm -hmm. watch it together. And I think Dave was kind of feeling like, oh, I hope I can get through this. And you ended up enjoying it, didn't you, honey? Yes. Uh, it's good that you have three guys to follow. Yeah. And there's two, two, three love interests, depending on how you mm -hmm. look at it. And so yeah, there's there, there's about, a lot of questions I have yeah. about the love interests. <laughs> yeah, there's like five characters you can kind of follow through, so mm -hmm. you're bound to find one that you like and can identify with. So I think that helps. Though it does kind of yeah. wrong foot you at first because Luke, who's the firefighter, talking in the mirror shirtless was very American Psycho. So American <laughs> Psycho. And again, I, I'm always open to taking that route, but mm -hmm. Hallmark less so. So why don't we give a quick kind of overall synopsis of this movie? Does anybody want to dive in or do you want me to I'll, do it? I'll take please, care please, of please, it. Please, Randy, go, go for it. it. So uh, three estranged brothers who don't really get along anymore uh, somehow end up having to take care of an infant who has been left at the firehouse by his mother, promising that she'll be back before Christmas and uh, much like three men and a baby <laughs> wait with, what with, there's with another the, movie like this with stunt casting of Margaret Colin as the boy's mother yes <laughs> so great uh, they they learn about themselves and start to finally deal with their trauma of their father leaving them at Christmas so many years ago and uh, learn to understand each other and where each other's coming from and maybe fall in love along the way. Who knows? <laughs> unclear, unclear, very much. I had to, I actually went back and because um, I watched it yesterday, but then I didn't delete it because I'm like, I might need to go back and check something. And I did because I'm like, I'm, un I'm confused by one of the relationships at the end and if it's romantic or not. Right. And actually, no, that's not true. I'm confused by two of them. Oh. Because I was convinced. Okay, so there's three brothers. So there is... Um, Okay, so it's Andrew Walker is Luke, and yes, he's the American psycho firefighter mm -hmm. who is the most, but it ultimately is like kind of, I guess, the leading man. So he's, I haven't seen him in these, but I'm guessing he usually plays the poor walk, poor widowed dad in a few of these, right? Not necessarily. He's often playing the son of some tycoon who's going oh, to tear something down. Boy. Okay, poor little yeah, rich he, boy. He does that. poor yeah. little rich boy a lot. Yep. Because he's very, like, he's the exact type of man, I often say, incredibly handsome, totally not my type. Mm -hmm. um, just very, um, very sculpted, very good-looking, bland, white. It looks like a Ken doll, kind of, in yep. a lot of ways. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. And so he's, he's the, I guess, the oldest brother, and he's a responsible one. So he has some, like, big moments of kind of 
saying like how hard his life was because of how much mm. of a burden he had on him. And in the end, spoiler alert. Um, th- so the mother of the baby was just like a woman who he was there with her when she gave birth. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And she was very like impressed. She kept thinking of like how much he cared and how, what a great man he was to be there at that time. And so, but she knows nothing else about him, but yet she leaves her baby with him for a week. Um, but at the end, I, I'm like, oh, are they together or not? Hmm. <laughs> and cause it ends with him, like going to see her and just kind of saying like hey i thought maybe you maybe you need me maybe you need somebody and i'm just here so i just want to say like i'm here to help if you need me she's like great come on in and then we get the one year later title card where they're both there and i could not tell at all but there was i had to rewind it there is a split second where they kiss each other on the lips right mm-hmm. catch it so i guess that's his romance at the end mm-hmm. uh then there's um I, who i assumed was the middle brother um stefan yep. who I'm so um directed by uh, Paul Campbell, who's Paul also Campbell. one of the writers of this movie. Yep. And I'm sorry, he wasn't gay. <laughs> no, I totally it, just assumed. I was so off on that. A socially awkward pet psychologist. Yeah, he's he's very slim. Uh, I, very no. I identified with him a lot with just mm-hmm. not wanting to talk to people and just crying <laughs> and, you know, like being at the dog park and then seeing this guy coming, this, he knows is going to talk to him yeah. and having like a panic attack. Been there. Yeah. I was lifting it. up his coat Been to hide behind it. Yeah. And just, um, um, no. no, he was just, I think that he was just such an introvert yes, that, yes. He never, nobody ever really knew that much about him. I mean, even his own brothers didn't know that much about him. I really was waiting for the punchline because he has a love interest who's very mm-hmm. cute. And I actually really liked that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. The character's name is Susie, Fiona Vroom, which is a kick-ass name for an actor. Right? <laughs> Fiona Vroom. Like, that sounds oh. like she should be doing lotto letters. Um, <laughs> sounds like a getaway driver from some kind of pulp novel. Totally. Like, Death Race 5 starring Fiona Vroom. <laughs> yep. So she's like this also nervous, which I was also confused by the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The not politics, but the ethics of that. Because mm. she, he's a pet therapist, and she's a client, but I guess not a client because her dog is technically the client. Yeah. She's into him, and I thought the joke was going to be him eventually saying like, "Oh, by the way, like I'm gay." Like I thought that was where that was going. It was not going there at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, like as much as their relationship's really cute, because she immediately gets it. She's like, "Oh, like I understand." Like and like just without him asking, she just helps him like she's just like i'll go talk to this guy like you go i I got this which is a really cute thing Mm -hmm. and i loved his arc of how you know they have this big moment where he does step up and say things and then he thought he was cured and oh my god a hallmark movie that addresses like mental illness to say oh no it doesn't cure it like you don't have one good christmas and then suddenly all of your problems are gone like no 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 you're you're dealing with this this is part of you which was amazing but i'm also like wait but can he date his 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 pet's owner is that a violation of ethics well no i i am of the opinion that her pet does not have a problem at all yeah right she's 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 throwing herself at him just trying to get in his yeah the yorkies means to an end definitely yeah yeah i guess it's still it's fuzzy logic i'll accept it um but it does uh make me wonder like i don't know maybe i I kind of want like if we we have any pet therapists out there Mm. um if you're listening tell us are you allowed to date the pet's owner or is that a violation of doctor (laughs) patient ethics i don't know i just like to know that but it's very cute um and then our third brother who i I took to be the youngest that that was the order they don't they don't say it outright but that you you agree right yes i agree all right so um it is mark was his name why did i think it was something else no, it's not Taylor. Taylor, right? Taylor, not to okay. be confused they, with oh, Tyler, right, Mark. who's the actor. No, yeah, it's it's that the I had my IMDb wrong, and they actually have information on half of the movies I watched this year. I couldn't get any information on IMDb, um, but yeah. So Taylor is the is the coder. He's moody. He's he has like hipster messy hair. But um, this is Tyler Haynes playing Taylor, and I feel like that was a joke in itself. Mm-hmm. right like you know when they cast they're like oh oh your name is tyler we're, we're, then you're gonna be named taylor just to make it annoying for everybody probably on set he's bringing um, a lot of like kevin smith energy to this role i think he is and that could have gone so wrong but mm-hmm. man this guy's really funny yeah like it, I, like he gets it it's it's tough when you were doing these hallmark movies because they are 
wrapped in candy like and they are meant to be really cheery so usually even if somebody's a villain like they're a fuzzy fuzzy villain and it's tough to play a cynical character in these movies because you like you're cynical but you're it's rated g it, you can't be that cynical but i thought he was actually really funny and he i i i'm sure i've seen him in other hallmark movies i must have um i'm sure i've seen him in anything else that's canadian because uh it, it felt like that but i did not offhand recognize him he was in immortals apparently i was yeah, a slave I mean, in immortals of course now, now i remember <laughs> he was actually in an episode of star trek discovery in season two uh, okay. he had a he had a small part in that and and the first uh time that i saw him i didn't realize i'm like wait a minute that's tyler hines what the hell Ty somebody got hallmark in my star trek discovery <laughs> which go. is not wasn't actually the first time that, that had happened because there was a background actor in season one who was one of the Hallmark hotties. And uh, well, I love the Vancouver thing, right? Oh, they probably yeah. A lot oh, of them yeah, filmed Star in Vancouver. Trek actually, no, it's in Ontario, Ontario. Uh, Toronto. Um, and the Great thing is, north. is that they get they get tax breaks by mm -hmm. employing Canadians. And yep. there are a lot of great Canadian actors. And Tyler is frankly one of my favorite Hallmark guys ever because he always brings it always always nice. always and uh i i really i've never seen him play someone who is such a wrecking ball but it was fun <laughs> to watch it was fun in it yeah, yeah and so we should say this left and right yeah oh completely like but in a in a funny way mm -hmm. and to, to find ways to make like coding funny in a hallmark movie is that that's not easy that's not no. easy at all uh, this is directed by Terry Ingram, who's made a whole lot of these, probably some mm -hmm. of the ones you've seen. Um, and I guess The Mistletoe Secret is one that I haven't seen, but I've heard, like, I've heard people talk about as if, like, no, 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 that's actually a good movie. Uh, maybe, or am I thinking of The Mistletoe Promise? I might be thinking of The There's a lot of mistletoe movies, as we already said. Um, well, yeah, tell, so me, the tell me the plot of The Mistletoe Promise, and I can tell you, well, so I know the plot okay. of Mistletoe Promise. I've I watched that recently. Up the two of them. Yeah. yeah, Mistletoe Promise is the one, is I, one of those, um, you're going to fake being my, or we're going to get married if we can't find each other. Some can't, it right? was, it's like a, my it, best friend's wedding thing. No, it was, it was more of a, you have to pretend to be my girlfriend because I can't make partner unless I'm a family guy. <laughs> right, right. So similar to my Christmas fiance, which was mm -hmm. you have to pretend to be my fiance so I can keep it. Yeah, of course. Again, there's seven plots in these movies and they get recycled. Yep. Mm -hmm. Except for this one, which is a direct plot from another movie, but not another Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is written, so it's a, a dual project script, so written by Paul Campbell, who we mentioned is Stefan, and Kimberly Sustad, who is an actor who has been in many of these. Um, with Paul the, Campbell. With She's Paul been... Campbell, yes. So many movies with Paul Campbell. She, and what's funny about her, so she, um, I know her from the nine, the uh, the kitten, the Brandon Ralph kitten one, oh, right? It was right. the, yep. uh, what was it? The, the Nine Kittens of Christmas was the one that they did last year. That was the sequel, yeah. The sequel to, what was it? Nine, the nine Lives, Lives of Christmas, Christmas probably. Mm -hmm. And um, that one that I did last year, like I actually liked and I, she's one of those actors who, she's Canadian, so like you know how she ended up in these. But again, she's interesting because she doesn't quite look like your like Alicia Witt. Like she she has a little bit more of like a girl next door like real woman look to her, and she has a good presence in these movies where she feels like a person. And she has a cameo in this movie. She plays the doctor at one point. But it's funny to me that you have two actors who have been in these movies so they know the beats really well and they understand exactly like some of the things they have to do in them and there's a bunch of really random things that happen in this one that i'm like she pulled a lot from the fact that she was in two christmas movies about a firehouse yes. <laughs> right and even sour cream that that will come up quite a bit too yeah oh product placement yep oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so why don't we dive in to the to the list right. all right so we'll start with the the Big Ten tropes. And right away, again, like, this is, a, it is a Hallmark Cozy Cardigan Christmas movie, but it is completely playing with the formula. So the, normally we have a female need in need of a lesson. I mean, I guess kind of the woman who abandoned her baby with a fairly stranger, um, mm. like, I mean, she, I would think she should have learned a lesson, but this movie is very forgiving to her. <laughs> mm -hmm. So instead we have our three guys who all do need to kind of change a little bit or embrace things about themselves and understand things about themselves. Uh, 
I don't know. That was a neat twist to me. How about you mm-hmm. guys? Yeah, no, I f- honestly, from the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie, I thought, oh, this is just not following the pattern. And exactly. well done, Kim and Paul, because <laughs> they know the pattern and they're now breaking it in the most fun ways. And I just love it. I love yeah. that, that it's not what you expect. Mm-hmm. So um, and if, if there were ever going to be two people to write a, a Christmas movie who are actors, I would have picked them to start yep. with because they're just they're so good together and they obviously write well together yeah no the, i mean both like the overall story and the dialogue itself i it is rare that i laugh out loud in mm-hmm. any of these movies and i did i laugh like my husband walked in he's like are you watching i'm like yeah it's good this is genuine <laughs> this is coming from here it's real yep it really is funny and it's interesting how having their father leave them at christmas really caused a lot of these issues in their behavior like the you know luke being this try hard who had to fill in his father's role and so he didn't really have a life for himself he's building Mm -hmm. this house that's never going to get finished because it's always on the back burner he's dealing with other things like charities and taking care of the home and all that stuff and then of course we have uh stefan who's hides from every problem yep and then Taylor, Taylor, who's self-sabotage. Anytime yep. he gets close to something, anytime there's a commitment issue, he blows it up. And it makes a lot of sense for family dynamics. Um, mm. I mean, I'm one of four. so like, not that like, oh, there's a direct imprint on each of us to the characters here, but it is very true in bigger families that one child almost always becomes the one who, whether they have to or not, they feel like they're the ones responsible for everything. And so, and they internalize a lot of that and they get bitter about it, even though if they had asked for help, maybe they could have gotten it. Like, <laughs> and then there's the the one who, and for a long time it was me because I'm the youngest, uh, who like is kind of just like, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I don't have to help with anything. And then eventually grows up and realizes like, oh no, I need to pitch in too. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it actually t- is character driven in ways that aren't <laughs> just like, he's a programmer, so he's a jerk. He's a fireman, so he's great. Like, no, like there's nuance in mm-hmm. this very limited screen time in many ways. Uh, so yeah. number two is our setting, uh, which Big Bad City, Charming Small Town, Magical Winter Wonderland, Charming Small Town of yeah, sorts. I right? agree. Yeah, uh, it was a very, very small firehouse. So definitely one of those mm-hmm. tiny yep. little suburbs. Yeah, and it feels like a volunteer kind of thing almost. God, I hope not, because he had to pay <laughs> for that house. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, and a town that is small enough for pretty much everybody to know each other, but also mm-hmm. big enough that it has like a major game developing uh, industry to it. Called, right? called Funnin Games. Funnin Games. Funnin Games. F-U-N-N-E-N. Was mm-hmm. that it? Yes. yes. I like it. such a small town that you're still living next to your neighborhood bully. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and, but going to work in a skyscraper. Why not? Right. Why not? Yes. Yeah. Magic. Uh, so number three is our bland love interest. And so uh, we hinted at it, but let's let's break them down. So we have um, Fiona Vroom, who I'm only going to refer to her as her real name because it's way better <laughs> than her character name. Um, and I mean, she's cute. She's a redhead. She's very like your little like Christmassy perfect. But she's great. Like she actually has conversations that I liked. Um, and then Taylor has a love interest. Let us talk about her. This was, what? what's her name? What's that character's name? The character's name is Fiona. Not the character's to be name is Fiona. Why? Oh, come on. <laughs> we got um, two Fionas. Come on. Nobody does that. Like, that's not that common a name that you're going to do that. They were fucking with them, weren't they? Yeah, they really were. I think so, because <laughs> Taylor, really Tyler, were. there's a lot Taylor, of Taylor, Tyler, things. Fiona, the character, Allie, the actress, Fiona, the actress, Susie, the character. Like, somebody was mm-hmm. just doing that to be like, oh, let's let's just make it a little harder for them. So this way, <laughs> when when the poor PA is like, Fiona, two women run over and are like, mm-hmm. me, me? <laughs> ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um, but so Ali Liebert, I guess, is playing Fiona. Right. Uh, and I do feel like she didn't, like, I think in a way, like she kind of doesn't quite get the same thing yeah, that everybody I else gets in this movie. I think so. She feels like, Gruffalo a little bit 
Mm. You know, Janine Garofalo, she's got that kind of energy. Yep. Um, she's Taylor's ex. They worked together and they were close together. And of course, he ruined that too by being yep. so impossible. And but she's still there for him when yeah, like, he asks for help. Yeah, why? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, so, because especially because when they first talk, like it sounds like they really didn't date long. Yeah. Right. Like there's a, a moment where they say like, oh, yeah, this lasted longer than our relationship. And uh, maybe I didn't write it down specifically, but it felt like that was like a two month window or something mm-hmm. where it's like, wait, 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 this guy. So it's been a year. You dated him for just a few weeks. And yet you've like put your career on hold kind of just to help him decorate his Christmas house. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like she's a little short shifted and it's mm-hmm. just not as not as kind of well-rounded a character as some of the others. But it's fine. It seems like she'd be a good man. Like. I, the problem, I think, I feel like she is going to help Taylor be better, right. but I don't think Taylor has much. I don't think she gets is going to get much out of being with Taylor. <laughs> you know, it's, my, my it's hard to say because Taylor does figure out that, you know, he is basically a wrecking ball mm-hmm. and he decides that he doesn't want to be that True. anymore. So he does make a choice. And uh, I honestly, I've seen that actor in uh, some other Christmas movies and I liked her. And so I mm-hmm. thought, you know, there, she's really being underused here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's in it quite a lot for how little is on offer from her. Mm-hmm. It's True. like bumping into that shopping center or, you know, her at the, you know, this coding office. Or yeah, she ends into peering the into the plot a few times, yeah. I think, and that might be yeah, part of it. She pops up a lot, but doesn't make much. You know, yeah, you know, doesn't really move the story along very much. Yeah, and I think it stands out. Just normally, that's true of like every love interest in these movies. Yeah. But I think because everybody else is written really well and dynamic, I think that's why maybe she stands out a little bit because she just feels like she's in a regular Christmas movie, whereas everybody else is in something a little more elevated. Right. Yeah. Uh, so num- yeah, number four is a montage, and I think we kind of only—I only really counted one big one. Um, I mean, there might have been like little interspurts of of things with the baby, but again, it feels like for a Hallmark movie. Um, and this came up on on another movie I did this year, where I realized like, oh right, if you're a good movie and you have a lot to do and say you don't always have time for a montage because a montage is usually there because you don't have enough to say with your running time. So you have to pad it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, like the only one I really noted was when they decided to do the elf Christmas shoot, yep. which is very cute. Yes. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. That when they were kids, the candy they, cane, they, the candy like a cane. Cigarette. Yep. <laughs> uh, they want to recreate a picture for their mother and they dress like elves and get a picture with Santa. And there's like some cute, like, split screen and like some kind of cute Mm -hmm. editing there to make it a thing and then i guess i mean the ending you get a kind of everybody is happy montage but you didn't have the just like oh we have to decorate quick play deck the halls and cut to five different things of us decorating we're done and there's so many opportunities like the whole thing that their mother wants them to do is to decorate this tree you know put up and decorate the tree even though the rest of the house is completely decorated (laughs) and ready for christmas it's the tree is the last thing to get done uh, but you know that could have been a moment there's yeah. the time that baking cookies could have been a moment mm-hmm. for a montage there's any time they're caring for the baby could have been a montage but they yeah instead they the went for it. a lot of times the, the comedic cut right yeah. instead of like the guy trying to bake cookies and getting flour everywhere it was more like i'm gonna bake cookies and then cut to a smoke alarm going off type thing right. so it's just a different tactic i i'm okay with it but, yep, you know, I, I I appreciate seeing that. Oh yes, we are going to make cookies. This I've never done this before with a baby, and then later just looked like he's he's been through so much trauma. Yep, and he's he's got post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> this yeah. just covered in flour. <laughs> and I mean, and that that is funny too, just because then yep. the brother shows up, and the way he talks about it is if he was there for the storming of Normandy. Like it's it's funny. It is genuinely something that if you like sat down to watch with your aunt at the holidays like you both would chuckle not because one of you is watching it ironically and one of you is watching it seriously but because it's just well delivered jokes and it's yep. it's good and and weird to say uh no, number five so we have dead parents or dead wife and um 
Dead beat. It, it does kind father. of a twist on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say that again. Dead beat dad. Dead beat dad. Good, good, yep. good. Which is different because usually we don't want like sadness in these movies. We don't mm-hmm. want to think about how bad like people being irresponsible, and like also like it's not like the dad comes back at the end or anything. Nope. Um. But we do still get a dead dad. We get a dead deadbeat dad. There's another dead dad. Did you guys catch him? No. Oh, oh, the chief. The chief uh-huh. of the firehouse. Right. Yes. Yep. And yep. I, I didn't look it up. But I wonder because there's like a picture of this man with mm-hmm. it with his name saying like Chief Mike, the best. Um, and clearly he's dead. And I, I meant to check to see like oh was he like the the fire chief in the last movie about a firehouse or was did that is that an actually an actor who passed away that they were honoring because it's a weird it's, thing in this movie weird like there's these quantum universes of christmas movies and they overlapped in that instance yeah. like hmm. we just happened to get this kid's christmas movie story mixed it, in with this one like pass like ships passing in the night yeah like because this sliding suddenly, doors thing yeah, in the middle of the movie, there's like a kid standing at the firehouse and Luke is like, oh, hey, you, you need help? He's like, oh, no. Like, yeah, I came here to talk to the other fireman who's my surrogate father figure, but you'll do. Let me tell you my <laughs> my story. And it's like this like random and it's it's fine. It's a nice little scene where Luke like kind of shows us, I guess, that he really does do this. Like, it's one thing for a character to say, I take care of people, but we actually see him in the moment, like, see a kid in need and kind of talk to him and then help him out. Um, but also, like, it it does feel like that was taken out of, okay, and then to see the continuation of this story, stay tuned <laughs> for the next Hallmark thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a if choice, that, definitely. If that kid shows up in a later movie, I will let you know. <laughs> please, please do. Please do. I won't get to all of them, so definitely. I uh, know number like six. Oh, yeah, it's like the extra piece you get in buying certain action figures, where you can trade all <gasps> yeah. other action figure. It's like collect <laughs> all these Christmas. This movies. is your you key have to linking everyone. Extra one. <laughs> what what if that boy is part of a Christmas movie scavenger hunt? Oh my word! <laughs> yes, yes. I I mean they do like convention like Hallmark conventions now, and mm-hmm. I bet like that kid's gonna be the surprise like MC of the whole thing. So I don't know. Look out for him. I love it. Oh, <laughs> all right. So moving on, the next one is our sassy sidekick. Boy, we so, had a firehouse full of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like a little Greek chorus. Yeah. Yep. There to occasionally say things. Um, and I guess the one thing I'll say too, I feel like there's that the aunt, and I was waiting for her to do something interesting, and she also just no, like she Nothing. just has a concussion, yep. like not even concussion, like I don't know, give me a good concussion joke. I'll take yeah, one. she slipped, got a bump on the head. I think, she, yeah, they said that she did have a concussion, but it didn't seem very serious at all. No, no. Well, the con- reason to keep the mom out of the story for a little longer. Completely, yeah. Concussions are always serious. Always, <laughs> always, always. Because it may seem like nothing and you might feel fine. And then the next minute you're dead. So yeah, you have to watch someone very closely when they've had a concussion, regardless of how serious you might think it is. It is very serious. Yeah, I just, I mean, she could have been wearing dangly earrings when she had it. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> or snap yeah. when she talked something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, totally. Or like a Christmas pin, big, prominent, fuzzy Christmas pin, but fine, yep, it's okay. Yep, yeah. I can't have everything. Uh, number seven is our evil woman or basically the villain, which is usually an evil woman or uh, a boss who cares about the bottom line. Um, so this one does a few things with that. Who Did you kind of think that there was anybody filling that role? They had their neighborhood bully and that was about it, yes. but I really liked how efficient and effective he was he'd come in do his one bully thing yep. and then it was like is that it and he says yep that's what i came here that, to say and then here. gone yeah. <laughs> and like again it was like writing like just dialogue that doesn't belong in a hallmark movie because it's too good for a hallmark yeah movie. <laughs> it's a really and good it, comedy yeah like it was just like short quick witty and they moved on and it was very funny mm-hmm. uh we have a boss character um mm-hmm. who does fire a character you know one of our heroes but like the boss fires him because the boss is nice and doesn't like that this guy isn't. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, you're you're toxic in the workplace. And like, hey, we're all having fun at Christmas and you're being a jerk. So you're fired. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was it was nice to see someone get fired who actually deserved to be fired. Yeah. Right, right. And not because of the quality of his work, but because of his attitude. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, some offices should do that. Yep. 
All right. So eight is our slapstick, which, I mean, we have a baby. We yep. have men not equipped to handle a baby. Yep. So therefore, mm -hmm. we have some slapstick. What were some of your favorites? Uh, the baking cookies thing was pretty mm -hmm. funny. Uh, the struggling to purchase stuff at the Shabik Center was pretty sure. funny, too. Yep. E even leaving the wallet behind and having to trade the watch for it. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's banned from another store. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And of course, there the was, social um, awkward thing, you know, bumping yep. into this guy who comes from this pet adoption mm -hmm. agency and hiding from him in plain sight. Yep. We had some corgi humor, which I'm always, I'm all nice. for corgi humor. Oh, yes. That corgi, oh my word, just yeah. flat on the ground with his little back legs just straight oh, out behind him. I, lo I just, love a corgi. Like any sploot's good, but a corgi sploot is especially good because their legs are so little, little <laughs> drumsticks. They're just so, he's just so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of my favorite characters. We only see him the one time. Yeah, underused corgi, definitely. Yep. Um, I did like the one, it's just like in the background, the one scene, because there's a little bit of like snowman things going on, going throughout the mm -hmm. movie. The, the kids, yep. The kids are just busting up a snowman display just made me laugh because again you <laughs> yeah. don't get like destruction in these movies <laughs> so number nine is our sage old person um so again up for interpretation but wh where where do we land here what do we think we find well the only really wise person uh say and I, I don't even want to use the term old because it's just Eh. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't like categorizing people by their apparent sure. age but but the mom is the mm -hmm. sage person who is just trying yeah to have one more Christmas like they used to have before they all became so distant with each mm -hmm. other and not distant as in far from each other physically like they're all still in the same town yeah. Yeah. They're all living in the same house, basically. Yeah. And there are good comic moments of that too when they're talking on the phone when he's in the basement. <laughs> yes. I think you I just have that. to open the door and shout down the stairs, but yes. they're on the phone talking about, are you going to be for dinner tonight? Yeah. Well, and it is the mom who really says, like, we can, like, this, this woman needs help. I've been mm -hmm. there. We can help. You guys are able to do this. I'm able to do this. Like, let's do this. Like, and that's a nice sentiment, I think. Again, like, one could argue that, like, no, they probably should have gone to the cops, but maybe not. It worked out. Um, but, like, there's, like, this thread of, I guess, like, actual kindness in this movie that I really appreciated that usually is very surfacey and and not sustainable. Mm. Whereas in this, like, no, it feels like this is something, this is a character's, like, way of thinking and the way she says it is is con is connecting to the people around her. So I, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and oh, and Luke kind of gets to play that part a little bit with um, Dead Fire Chief's son. So right. you know, you know. And then Santa Claus. So I mean, there's a Santa and a mall, but no, yeah. no belief, no actual. Uh, uh, uh a christmas market please oh christmas yeah, thank you you're right, <laughs> you're right you're right outdoor christmas market. christmas market a very beautiful but but you know it's a sunny day and who needs gloves and it's great yeah, Love that yeah. Kind of market. It's, it's 80 degrees oh. out there yeah. <laughs> all right so the bonus round all the fun little things so let's talk about the music and the uh public domain use of everything um i mean there's most of the standbys do show up. Uh, mm -hmm. Any of your favorites or any favorite musical moments? Well, of course, it has to be the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy because the <gasps> boys have their yes. own interpretation of said dance. Of the I didn't. There are times where I've just found that public domain usage so overbearing. Yeah. And this time it was a way more subtle. It was not yeah. in your face or in your ears all the time and, and i think was... too they made jokes about it like yes the two really obvious ones one is the nutcracker because they yes and every every one of these does the, the march of sugar nutcracker but especially sugar plum fairies but they have their own dance and like that to me too is kind of like one more thing of like all oh, right because even like the ballet being kind of a public domain thing <laughs> yes. um and also there's at one point i I think uh when one of them comes in i think it's stefan uh, has like calmed the baby down and he's playing this like very digital version of was it jingle bells or deck the hall deck the halls 
And it's like, it's just deck the halls playing over and over again on a phone. And the character comments on it. He's like, it's the only thing that's making the baby not cry. <laughs> like even that kind of a call out of like, oh, right. I mean, and we didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. helps too. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Secret family recipe. Um, Surprisingly, considering all the baking we get, there's no like, well, your mother made these cookies. Right. Ah, yep. un- unfortunate. Yep. Um, small business in danger. They've got no. the game that they're kind of behind the production mm-hmm. schedule for, but mm-hmm. it's not like that big of a deal, especially when you're behind and still going to take time out of your day to help your friend. <laughs> well, your, and your it's a weird, like, there, I don't, I don't know. I don't really do video games, so I don't know release dates, but I would assume you don't release them in January. You try to release them in December. Am I wrong about that? Depends Aren't on the like, game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah it, depends it seems on like January game. is a very bad time for that. Yeah, you would because... think so. Unless games? it's everybody who got gift cards and yeah, and their gift cards in January. Yeah, it could be the yeah. way things go now. Because games yeah. are released just all the time. They yeah. they right. don't have like a let's hold this until then. Usually it's like okay, we're doing this game. Here's the release date. Oh, guess okay. what? We're gonna have to push that into the future. Mm-hmm. So here's the new release date. Oh, wait, actually, we're still. Uh, this has got to be much like Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh my god, that date got pushed so many times over the course of five years. Wow. I didn't believe I was ever going to actually see it, and I did finally except it's only part one because when they started getting down to the nitty-gritty and they're like we can't just half-ass this you guys we've got to do this right (laughs) and what they've done with it is actually really impressive and interesting and kind of turns everything on its head in a way that did they have a little um photoshop snowman in the landscape because i think that would have really put it over yeah (laughs) they did not and I don't recall any snowmen well, in the should've. actual game. Yeah. So, and then there's the yeah. opposite when they rushed the game, like with Cyberpunk 2077, which is notoriously buggy because they tried to meet this ridiculous launch date when they were creating their own game engine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, they were building it out of scrap, basically. And so, yeah, they rushed that to make the. Well, for all you know, happen. it wasn't that they were rushing. It was that half of the coders were really busy oh, yeah. <laughs> um, creating <laughs> elaborate Christmas decorations for local yeah. news contests. Could that be. could have really been the problem. Could you know, be. who knows? Well, even Fiona did say, you know, she just rewrote the software for her mom's light show. I mean, she could do something similar. Yeah. It won't it take her. Like long. it should have been that hard. Because no. she was kind of like volunteering it. And then suddenly it's, oh, well, the team is behind because, you know, we fired you and I've been spending all of my free time developing like the lighting system for your house. And it wasn't that done. Like, not to put Saul and Fiona, the character, as opposed to Fiona Vroom, the actress. But the finale light display, and I think that was kind of the joke, was that it wasn't that great. Yeah. But I felt like the light display was going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> really and was just the like, fuse wait. went out anyway. So, yeah. Well, uh, Fiona, don't quit your day job. Yeah. Or don't, don't get fired from your day job. To be fair, she was the one who said, are you sure the grid can handle this? She did. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yes, yes. But we so. never, like, even when we saw it with the grid up, like, it wasn't, it just, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I was all for the medieval Christmas. I was hoping they would do that. Same. Like, yes, same. pull up every decoration you have. Go buy that. Oh, look, we have a whole lot of inflatable dinosaurs. Well, then make a dinosaur display. Like, <laughs> I was totally into it, and they missed they miss their mark. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they half-assed this. I mean, they were doing this sure. on the day. Yes, yes. <laughs> they and that was part not, of the joke. They fair, did fair. not have a chance in hell of winning and i'm so glad that they didn't because it wouldn't have been funny no no so now the next one is our product placement and that's one of the things i like about the hallmark ones is that we do get product placement so what what did you want to buy after this movie was over oh i really needed a tub of daisy sour cream like you would not believe Singing my song, sister. Oh, it <laughs> yeah. it's so good. I mean, sour cream. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how much we use sour cream in our cooking now because we get HelloFresh and we have learned so much about cooking. And man, oh, if yeah. you want to get panko breadcrumbs to stick to a chicken breast, you better damn well use some sour cream. Do you use that there. instead of egg or do you use yeah. you do egg also? Yeah. No, no, no. Just, no. Okay, so you cream. do the, the sour cream. flour, then the sour cream, then the breadcrumb? 
Actually, no, it's just the sour cream goes straight on the chicken <gasps> breast, no which has been seasoned with salt and pepper. And then you put the panko bread crumbs on top and you stick that baby in the oven. And oh, it's so good. A mix of panko, usually cheese, salt, pepper, mm-hmm. and some olive oil. And you mm-hmm. stick that on a spread that's of sour so cream. <gasps> yeah. And oh, that roast that really chicken. Yeah. Oh, okay. Delicious. Okay. I'm into it. I might even do it in the air fryer. I'm there. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. recommend it. Yep. Um, and sour cream, Daisy Sour Cream has been sponsored. They were also a sponsor on the nine kittens of Christmas last year, mm-hmm. which yep. had an entire sequence where Kimberly Susted's character makes her mother sour cream pie or sour cream cake, I guess. And it's like, oh, I love mother sa- mother's Daisy sour cream cake. <laughs> And in this one, it isn't quite as there, but it's like just every time there's food in frame, there's a big old tub of good old daisies. Yeah, so I, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, the first time we see it, I think, is when um, Taylor comes in the kitchen and opens the fridge to get out the orange juice. And it he just opens it up like he's looking there like, what am I looking for? I opened this for a reason. Why? Oh, yeah, I needed orange juice. But also <laughs> to remind myself that when in doubt, this family is a daisies family. Right. Yeah. And why would you buy any other sour cream? Oh, if it's on sale. Or like, my supermarket true. is bad about sour cream. Um, I'm usually trying to get like the low fat kind just because otherwise I can use so much of it. And a lot of times it's like only one brand that they're carrying that has low uh-huh. fat or only one brand that of any sour cream that hasn't expired last week. So, yeah. you know, so sometimes you do have to go around the daisy chain, do friendship or store <laughs> brand, but depends. <laughs> And Daisy Chain. Daisy Chain. <laughs> now, number five is the cloying child. In this case, we have a little baby. A baby, baby. But would you call the baby, baby cloying? Cute. He's just no, doing no. what babies do. That baby was also adorable. Like so cute. I mean, y- 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 and you'd think it'd be easy to cast a cute baby in movies, but we've all seen movies where we're like, Mm-mm. Like it's a little hard, but this baby immediately, like as soon as everybody sees him, they're just like, "Oh, this baby!" Because he has that like perfect, like some babies just like look like they should be a baby on a can of jar, like a jar can, yeah, like yes. like that. It's this baby's face was mm-hmm. made to sell Daisy sour cream baby food or something. Uh, he's so cute. He's they. I mean, maybe he was like somebody in production's kid because like they're able to get him to do a lot when they need him to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, like you don't get a lot of babies in these movies because it's a baby is going to add money and time to your production schedule. Right. Like you can't have the baby on set too long and you, you probably have to film everything in two days and hope that you got everything on your first shot because we can't set it up again the baby might spit on things the baby might puke on things like they really did some good baby wrangling and this this baby he's he's watch out for him he's gonna go places he is gonna go places i loved the scene where taylor is talking to him and saying oh so uh so your baby so like what do babies <laughs> do and do. so he's trying to figure out ways to you know engage with the baby and the baby's just staring at him the entire time just like what is wrong with you bud <laughs> it's, how can I mean, you I imagine not know <laughs> that's probably what it's like when i talk to my cats especially yeah. as they're kittens and i'm just like yep. convinced they need to hear me keep talking so that they understand like my voice is really important but sometimes yeah. i'm guaranteeing they're looking at me uh understanding far less than that baby understood of taylor yeah and i i really i love that part where he's like i'm gonna make this thing disappear and when and he just tosses it behind him and it hits this keyboard and this game comes up and the baby's like oh <laughs> distraction and he's like you, you game, game? <laughs> you yeah like that, Gold. that scene is again like it's funny it's genuinely funny and that takes a, an actor who understands because he's doing all the work i mean the baby's adorable but mm-hmm. like that's the actor doing the work you're acting against you know a running timer of like quick get the shot because we got to move on it's a baby and <laughs> he is very good in that so i do need to track down a few more things on on him uh character with a holiday themed name i guess we don't particularly get any Not but really. i do think yeah. yeah right it's i don't even know their last name as a family um what was their last name campbell's no that's the actor's name brenner nah it's okay i forgive them that but you know <laughs> next yeah. year next year you know joys or hollies or anything no like that, but right? the you know what though i feel like they've earned a point for all of the um character actor naming 
misnaming. Like ah, I think, right. you know, like I'm giving points for Fiona Room and having a character named Fiona Shaw or not Fiona Shaw, but in my mind, I just named her Fiona Shaw. She doesn't mm -hmm. have a last name. Now I've decided it's Shaw. You get the point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Finding the perfect tree. Uh, mentioned, but not really delivered on because they yeah, were going to have fair. the baby choose it. And we don't even know which one the baby chooses, right? Yeah, we it's see a fur. the tree, but it's, it, a fur. it's a very crooked-looking tree. Oh. You well, can tell because... fir versus uh, was it fir or pine, and then one no. of those pine? is also a spruce. Spruce? No, it's a, see that's the thing. He was spruce, uh, not a pine. Stefan was talking about it being a it wanting a fir tree. Stefan wanted a fir. Because... It's the noblest of trees. And then when Susie shows up with the casserole, she says, oh, a fir tree. And he says, yes. And then they both say the noblest of trees right, together. Right. And so, yeah. So was yeah. it a fir tree, not a spruce? Is it is a spruce and pine the same thing? It's all. They were using the them same. interchangeably at one point. I got very confused. It's They're honestly all, all the same thing. But different yeah. types. Yeah. The needles are different. Okay. So. Yeah, the needles are different. That's about, and sometimes the length of the branches are different. How yeah. big they get different. The coloring yeah. can be different. Uh, I don't know enough about all evergreens to really okay. be a, a, an authority. Well, what good are you? I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, when we get Arbor Day <laughs> movies, we can you. really have this discussion. <laughs> how, have, how has Hallmark not done a crossover? Yeah. Right. Uh, especially now that they have. Uh, I, I did look up this kid. So the kid who plays the kid of the dead. Uh, fire chief the actor's name is nathan parrot and he's been in like okay his credits include the holiday sitter uh christmas is you the christmas house so he's been in three christmas movies so mm -hmm. not as the same young tyler young mike declan and At okay so he doesn't have the same name but we're mm -hmm. still holding on for him to be the tie that brings everything together uh, number eight is the ridiculously elaborate holiday cocktails or holiday beverages. Um, none that I spotted. Nope. No. Nope. No. They've got the dance, and that's about the closest they do thing have the come dance. to it. As like a ridiculous holiday thing. Yeah. They do something beverage related that I always have to call out when I see in these movies, which is they follow a rule that is like hard coded in Cozy Cardigan World, which is females drink wine, males drink beer. Mm -hmm. anytime you have two characters drinking on a date or at the end when it's the party every single female is holding a glass of wine every single man is holding a beer uh -huh. it, it just always gendered reminds me beverage. very gendered beveraging yeah it makes me think of the Muppet Christmas Carol and the idea <laughs> that like if Miss Piggy and Kermit had kids the girls are pigs and the boys are frogs right like, in my mind that logic translates over to and those pigs would drink wine and the frogs would drink beer Right. Yeah, which is weird to me because it's kind of not a great commentary on guys and their taste because mm. beer is horrible. Oh, I love beer. I, 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 I like both. It is nasty to me. Um, I can drink wine far easier than I could ever. Of course drink you can. Beer. You're a woman. So according but, to Hallmark, you're, you're, you're doing it the way you should. Yeah, but honestly, I don't. If I'm gonna drink, it's not gonna be wine or beer. It's gonna be hard liquor, you guys. Or it's gonna be one of those very fancy candy cane with mistletoe coming out of the straw type things, uh, which yeah, we haven't sure. gotten many of them this year. Yeah, uh, we have some empty coffee cup acting. We do. We had a cheers <laughs> with them, which was a very clumsy. I love it. Just some extras doing cheers with yes. coffee cups, and you're like, uh, "What are you doing?" And it's like five minutes in, there's a yeah. holiday party and everybody is just flopping them around like there's mm -hmm. nothing in there. I love it. Yeah. The uh, thing is, is that that happens outside of Hallmark Christmas movies and Hallmark movies in general. I've seen it on drama series and I'm like, could you just put maybe some water in there? Yeah, just put weight just, in so you know that yeah. you have the natural thing of it. But I yeah, mean, they should just, have production just, like some company that makes weighted glasses weighted. for actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that, that's that, like or... non spill, like it's just mm. gel in there or something, but it's the exact weight of a cup that you should have. Yeah. 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 Clearly, it's... actors are not good enough to, to manage that. Nope. No, which is so ridiculous because when, I mean, in high school, we were learning stuff like that in drama class, yeah. learning how okay. to pick up things to make it seem mm -hmm. like they had weight. And oh, yeah. it's just like, come yeah, on, improv guys. class, the three, three touch rule. Yep. Is to touch yep. it in certain ways to make it seem to have dimension in space. Mm. Yep. And to give <sighs> objects weight. How soon we forget. Yep. <laughs> Similarly, 
Uh, do we have scenes of characters holding food and being around food and supposed to be eating food, but not actually eating food? I saw mm. people actually eating cookies. Yeah. Oh. Well, Taylor you're not talking about, <laughs> but not the scene where it's Luke and the kid right. eating the cookies. Like, that's my favorite. Yep. Because it's like, the joke is that obviously the cookies are bad, but Luke, <laughs> the entire, like, it's both of them put the cookie to their mouth, and then at some point the camera cuts to the other side. <laughs> but the entire scene, uh, Andrew Walker is committed to selling mm. that cookie eating. Mm -hmm. So he's just, like, <laughs> nom, fake nom, 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 chewing nom. as he's talking the entire time. <laughs> So I, I give credit for the attempt. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Any Canadianisms or just tells that it wasn't filmed? Well, I mean, I, and this kind of goes kind of wrapping into Warm Weather Watch. Yeah. Um, do we know where they were supposed to be? Did they ever really say that? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely like, it, it snows, but also like go out to the Christmas market and like just a nice long sleeve tee and a little vest over and you're good, mm -hmm. right? Not yeah. a lot of glove at glove wearing. The baby well, that, wasn't always like didn't have a hat on at the the, the ending. Yeah. Oh, see that that was a yeah. big thing for me. And like, and I said to Dave when we were watching, I said if it was actually cold outside, that baby would have a hat on every second he was yes. exposed in that air, and and you can always tell because they're you can't see their breath when it's cold. Yes. You can see their breath <laughs> when they talk. You can see their breath when they breathe. And so if you can't see that, then it's probably summer. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that hits all the beats. So oh, yeah. the big question, do you recommend this movie? Who do you recommend it to? Everyone should watch this movie. It's fun as hell. And yeah, absolutely. I would recommend it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And because uh, <laughs> Dave said, hey, which movie do you want to do? And I said, no question. It's Three wise men and a baby. <laughs> now, when was the last time either of you saw Three Men and a Baby? Like, how much Ooh, does it follow? I, I haven't. I saw it in the theater when I was, whenever that came out. Um, but I, like, I don't know how. I was wondering how closely this actually follows some of those beats. But not, not a lot. Not okay. a lot. Just the, just the concept, and that was it. Yeah, the the concept, but the actual taking care of the baby was different, mm -hmm. and uh, they they weren't quite as hapless as they could have been like the initial mm. three guys from three men and a well, baby. Well, that was before the internet. So. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, it was a nod to, and of course with right. the stunt casting and Margaret Cullen, mm -hmm. it was definitely, yes. they were like, we know what we're doing here. We oh, understand yeah. that. Okay. But you know, come with us. This will be fun. And it was. It was. It Dave, how'd you feel about it overall? I really enjoyed this. I think I'd recommend this to everybody as well. If you want some cozy little Christmas movie with a bit of heart and mm -hmm. get touches on some emotional stuff, you know, with yeah. a family trauma. And, and Oh, three grown men crying yeah. at one point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crying yeah, in the car it. over having, you know, all this heartbreak yeah. over their father leaving and what that left them with. Yeah. Yeah, it's a touching little story and it's got it's got some really funny moments. It's well written. Agreed. Yeah, I think both as a just comedy that it did have me chuckling, which is really rare on these. Mm -hmm. But also that it it has heart, it has something to say and it is responsible enough as a movie to not say it as if just saying it wraps it all up and now everything's fine. Like it it does actively address the fact that yeah, I have problems and I still have problems. And they don't go away because I had one good day. And I really appreciate that in a movie like this because it we know they don't have to do it. We know historically they don't. Um and it right. takes it takes care to do that. And I am very grateful for it. So Well, even yeah. with that competition at the end that they still lose. Yep. <laughs> so Poor mom doesn't get her movie. cruise yet again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah well, it's and like, that's the thing. That's not what just, she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> no, she just yeah, wanted to not there lessons. to solve problems. It's there yeah. to present them. Yeah. Um, so highly recommended people. It is on the Hallmark channel, which means I think it might also be on Peacock and some other places. Yes. Uh, but this this absolutely is one of those ones that is like I mean, I put this up there with like the the few that I genuinely consider good movies, like Holly's Holiday, um, Naughty or Nice, uh, Truth About Christmas, like Twelve Dates of Christmas, like the ones where I'm like, no, 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 like this could Thank be a you. movie. 
Uh, see, well, that's Jake's where you've great. seen you've seen yeah. Tyler Hines in that. He was the male oh. lead in the twelve on the twelfth date of Christmas. No, no, so. they, we're thinking of a different twelve dates oh. movie. Okay, I'm thinking of the one with Amy Smart and oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yes, what yes. Is that, that one? one too. Is that are they also yeah. just the same exact title or is his? No, like, no, no. They're the slightly different titles. Christmas. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, no, then I'll check that one out too. But. Yes, yeah. like this is actually one of the movies where you're like, this is a good movie. No, 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 not like as a Hallmark movie. Like it's actually a good movie. Just a good movie, period. So, so uh, actually, sometimes it's a good thing when you let the actors write a screenplay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. I was just going to say, I did make Dave have an extra challenge while we were watching the movie. And I said, there are two things that you have to guess. And, and uh, one of them is which two of the three brothers are actual fathers in real life? Ooh, and okay, that's good. And, and which of the which one of the three brothers is a Taurus? Because Dave and I are both Tauruses, and we usually recognize Taurus energy and okay. other people. So, uh, so do you want to take a crack at it? I do. I want to play that game. Okay, Luke is definitely a dad. Andrew Walker is yes. a dad. Because yes, he held that correct. baby, like he. At one point, I was concerned because I'm like, because like he was like shopping, just holding the baby, and I'm like, that you can't do that. But he did it like clearly where he wasn't gonna drop him. So I'm like, okay, he, he's a dad. Um, and then I'm gonna say Paul Campbell. Right, you are correct yeah, because because <laughs> Tyler Haynes Hines never really holds the baby much. Like he interacts a lot with the baby, but Paul Campbell is often holding him, wearing him. Like actively touching him more. Okay. Um, I know nothing about Taurus energy. My mother was a Taurus. I have friends who are Tauruses, but they have, I can't think of anything they have in common. So I'm just going to throw out and guess Paul Campbell. No. Okay. <laughs> it's Tyler. Okay. What what defines Taurus energy? Um, well, it's it's being very sort of grounded not like overly, ah, you know, like okay. I'm hitting my mic stand. So like, so not like me. No, 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 no. That's not a bad thing. And it, when I watched this initially, they were doing this whole countdown to Christmas thing with Lacey Chabert. And so they had these interstitial bits where they were talking to the three guys. Yeah. And, uh, and Tyler was definitely being such a Taurus right then. And I think he's probably a little bit of an introvert too. Cause you know, they were, <laughs> Because uh, I think it was Andrew who asked Paul, why did you want to do this movie? And he, why did you write this? And he said, well, I think Kim and I just really wanted an excuse to work with a baby. And <laughs> uh, and and uh, they're like, oh, you mean and an actual baby, too. They were t and they're, they're looking at Tyler. And he's like, oh, yeah, see, they did this for you, man. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I also like that it has like that brotherly thing yep. going, too. Yeah, that, like that fits kind of. And of who that brother was in the movies that's adorable yeah Aww. so so basically tauruses are like just nose to the grindstone get stuff done and yep. be responsible for it and so and he often plays that type of character as well and it's often a person who's like i don't have time for this nonsense mm. Yeah. And then they find out, oh, wait, this nonsense is fun. So, <laughs> well, it's also, I'm guessing, um, considering Paul Campbell is both the writer and in it, like they were probably writing for most oh, of this cast. They knew absolutely. they were putting where and leaned yeah. into that. So, it also makes you wonder about Andrew Walker's Patrick Bateman energy. So, we'll. <sighs> We'll leave that for another yeah. year. But that was an interesting way to introduce mm -hmm. the character. Yeah. And then never like go back to that. So yeah. it does leave leave a lot of that hanging. So well, interesting. I, the darker I, side of three wise men and a baby. Well, I think that was the fun part of it is he's doing this thing and you're starting to feel really uncomfortable. And then you hear his mom, but you don't know it's his yeah. mom yet. You say, honey, you know, breakfast is ready. And he's like, okay, mom. And yeah, just... Great joke. <laughs> and, and, like this they, they knew what they were doing like and there yeah. are just those that that's it's the same as like that whole like you know cutting verse montaging like you you've said so much with that one joke and it it went far so. yeah. well yeah, thank yeah. you so much for bringing this one to my attention mm -hmm. uh where can people find you and listen to all the wonderful things you guys do dave you go first Okay, you can find me most places as DJ Evil Dave. Uh, Twitter, I'm make, making the migration over to Mastodon. Mm -hmm. That would be at Dark Corner Cast at RaveNation.club. 
there's a SoundCloud page. There's our podcast that's on Anchor, the Dark Corner podcast, where we've been covering tarot cards one by one. Cool. And uh, we have What the Future Holds, which is a Star Trek Discovery podcast that we do with our friend Christopher Littlefield. Fantastic. All right, Brandy, anything to add? Yeah, um, you can. I'm still on Twitter for the time being. So just Brandy112. The Brandy is with an I, not a Y. So because, uh, you know, my parents had to be different and they all had to name us B names because they were both B names and our last name was the B name. And they yeah, just but no Christmas themed yeah. name in, no in there. Christmas theme name. That's There's well, Becky, Brandy. Brandy and Brooke. Well, <laughs> yeah, Suppose, Brandy. Yeah. But yeah, not. So for some people, it's a Christmas drink. Okay, mm. okay. So it's not, it's not spelled the same. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, just find out what I'm doing there. I have other podcasts, but I am frankly just too mentally exhausted to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> just well, imagine. Assembly, which is a Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And yeah. uh, Boldly Go, a Star Boldly Trek go, Strange, your New, World's Strange New Worlds one. Yeah. And also, uh, we I do a live show with my friend Dan on YouTube called The Unready Room, where we talk about every new episode of Star Trek, the week that it happens, except for this week, because Dan's work schedule wouldn't allow it. So we're going to do a double episode next week covering Star Trek Prodigy, which is a really great show, you guys. If you're not watching it, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, that's all nice and all, but I am going to say... Um... It sounds like you've got a lot of free time, like from what I heard there, it's like you're doing stuff, but it's, it's totally okay. Um, so I'm just going to drop off uh, an infant on your doorstep, run away. Okay. I'll be back before okay. Christmas. We'll okay. talk then. It'll all be good. I, I trust you guys. I, I think we got this. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say Good night, sweetheart, good night Well, it's three o'clock in the morning Baby, I just can't treat you right Well, I hate to leave you, baby I don't mean maybe because I love you so. Bo do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say good night, sweetheart. Good night.